and jagaloons! You're failures! Yeah. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Time to nut up or shut up. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Jagaloons Podcast. I'm Dave, and joining me today is Tom. Hey, I'm back. I'm bowling free. And AJ. Aww. Nope, nope. And no AJ today. He had a rough evening or long day, rough long evenings, morning, whatever I guess. it was. So Tom's back. Yes. A bowl of free. We think we still have a, what, I, I, 16 I think, more days of quarantine? Yeah, I, I had some sniffles, uh, some coughing, but I don't think any Ebola, because I think like the first thing is a fever, right? So it's fever followed well, it, by... It's fever, but it could be fever any time within the first 21 days after exposure. Oh, okay. Can, it could be, uh, it, what is it, incubate in you for tw- up to yes. 21 days. Okay. I don't think I have it. I, As Ashley put it, we did ride horses when we were on our honeymoon, so I think we have horse AIDS, because we got we got a lot of little like bites on our From legs. the little flies. They were really were. weird. Yeah, yeah, it was just kind of like, it looked like a... Almost like a mosquito bite where it was just like a little spot of blood and then it was like nothing. And then like three or four days later, they started to become like... Being a farm animal must be one of the worst fucking things in the world because those things... We were at the uh, State Fair. Maybe we'll talk about that later on. But we went through like a petting zoo or petting barn, whatever they called it. And the flies on those animals just bug the shit out of them. And yet they lack the hands to swat them away. Yeah, all they do is just shake their head. It's like the ears... And then occasionally they'll like run their head into the ground, and that's you, about it. You, especially too, in I mean, let's let's be honest. These Mexican horses were, you know, I'm pretty sure like an hour later they went to the glue factory. Um, <laughs> it they were very very sketch, and like I didn't really see flies hanging around them to be honest with you. Which I was kind of odd to see like all these little bites and stuff that we had afterwards. So I don't know if maybe they're smaller. I don't know what the fuck a horse fly really is. Um, but yeah, it is like it was kind of sad because you can these horses were just. I, they barely held us up. It was kind of scary. My horse too, at one point, like it was kind of neat. Cause you kind of went up and down these little Hills. My horse knew when the Hills like started and when they stopped. So regardless of what I did, we're like, Oh, oh, oh stop. Or, you know, gotta go. Yeah. He just stood there for like two minutes waiting for like, <sighs> Get, catching the breath, <sighs> yeah, getting, getting the wind. And then I would hit him. And then he'd finally just like run up this Hill for like a good, like 20 seconds and then catch his breath again. It was kind of funny. So the wedding was fantastic. It was a good time. Yeah, I think she all guys the had a good time, had a right? great time, yeah. Excellent. How was it from your perspective, being on the other end of the wedding? Because I've done it before. I've been yes. married, and I know what it's like. But let me get your perspective on your wedding day. It was, uh, it did, you know, like they said, it does happen extremely quick. For me, like the hardest part of it was kind of the anticipation before first seeing Ashley. Because, you know, I was supposed to get there at whatever time to do the pictures, which was like one thirty or something. We didn't actually do like a reveal or take pictures until like three or three thirty. So like that whole just kind of time anticipation, I'm just kind of sitting there in that kind of waiting room, just kind of like, all right, let's go, let's go. Mm-hmm. But then once it kind of all started, it kind of just absolutely flew by. We did the pictures, we did those beforehand, did the reveal. Ceremony was super quick. Then we walked over, did some more pictures with the family. And then, yeah, the whole evening went really quick. I think it went even quicker for Ashley because I think I really didn't drink that much at the wedding. I never went up to the bar. You guys were always just kind of randomly giving me mm-hmm. drinks. So I kind of tried to soak in as much as I could. Um, but I think she had a little bit more fun in the uh, drinking department, which was awesome, which was fine. Um, but it definitely made it go that much quicker. Now, you and I have to make a pact right now because other people that you know are going to get married in the yes. future. 
Now, I don't know how many more I there's have. not a whole lot. Yeah, shit. But at some point or another, they're going to say, "Hey, we're engaged. We're getting married. You know, my wedding days." Blah blah blah. Yeah. We need to make a pact. <laughs> you cannot go up to those people and say, "Just soak it all in, man." Remember, on your wedding day, just take a moment. Step back from everything and just soak it in and enjoy every minute of it. <laughs> Don't want to be that guy. Because it goes by so fast. I swear I heard that shit 18 times going in. And I, I'm not I'm not sure if I told you that. I tried not to cognitively <laughs> uh, because it does. The day flies by because, yeah. like you said, I was drinking all day. Uh, you were you were in my wedding. We were drinking from we were. from before we put the, the tuxes on in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it does go by quick. But there are certain things. You probably did the same thing with the bachelor party where everyone's like, still time to go, man. You don't have to do this. Yeah, exactly. You don't, don't got to exactly. do it. Can we? I think we need to set a, a rule on this. There's one person in your life that should be the person that gets to make that joke. So from now on, it's the best man. The best man gets to make the joke that, hey, man, there's time. You can get out. And everyone just has to assume the best man did it. Okay. So that way, because we can't follow you around every day for, for months leading up to your wedding. We can't do not. that. Yeah. But from now on, we're just going to assume best man's got that joke covered. Yeah, you don't. You're not really one for the traditional uh, like phrases and stuff like that because they do get overplayed mm-hmm. like crazy. I don't think I really heard that at all that night. To be honest with you, I don't think anybody said that. I think it's one of those things. Like if I mentioned it, then somebody would kind of agree with me. Oh yeah, it does go quick. Um, but there were th- where there, there were things as a part of the wedding that I felt like I didn't get to experience as much. And you know this from from your wedding. You don't get to talk to as many people as you. I didn't wanted get fucking to. cake. Yo, my own, my own goddamn wedding, I didn't get any cake. <laughs> I don't. I didn't. I didn't eat cake until I literally saw it on other people's tables oh. when I was on the dance floor. And if it wasn't eaten, I just walked over there and started eating their cake. I didn't. I didn't eat cake, and my dinner was cold because we had to go take pictures, and we kind of walked oh, around. Shit. I didn't so I that. went through, and I had I had cold prime rib on my wedding. Oh, that yeah. blows. Yeah. So see, when we ate too, like I was trying to make it a point. Okay, we'll we'll serve us first. We'll eat, and then we'll go to all the tables. We'll say hi to everybody. We had nine tables. We had around a hundred people at the wedding. I thought we finished the food pretty quickly. We got to two tables, and then they were calling us back to the dance floor for, you know, mother-son dances and all that kind of well, stuff. So that kind of sucked. You did linger, though. You lingered. You guys were kind of at, at that what, first... At what, table one and yeah, two? because you were sitting there kind of... Everybody wants to talk to you, and it's almost like you're a, a politician. You're just going through, shaking hands, thanks yeah, for coming, thanks, good to see you, good to see you. And I, I had to grab my wife and was like, let's go. We need to keep moving. We got to keep moving. Let's go. Let's go. See, I was under the impression we would, yeah, we would pick up the pace as we went, because table oh, no. one, absolutely agree. Really poor yeah. execution on that one, because that was like some of Ashley's friends that came from out of town, or she hadn't seen for a while, and I and it was kind of weird, because I don't feel like it was my place to kind of interrupt them, because I know they were trying to, but... I mean, 100%. We should have moved on and went to more tables. You own her now. (laughs) All right? It is your place. It's your property. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot steal what is legally yours. I didn't make a lot of those jokes in the honeymoon about her being my property. Um, but I do feel I, my seat's the burn, goddamn. <laughs> um, but the the only thing I really felt bad about was. I didn't really necessarily care as much if we made it to like your table or like, oh, no. like my family's table because I knew they know. But the tables that we didn't get to were, I think, some of like Ashley's family or friends of her family and stuff. That's what I kind of, kind of felt bad too because I didn't really know them. So I wanted to be able to meet them, say thanks for coming to the wedding and stuff. But we never remade it. So it was, and I don't know if even Ashley kind of reached out to them individually and talked to them. So I think just the general rule of thumb is if you want to see someone on their wedding day, you have to go up and say, hey, thanks for having us. You, you kind of do it all on your end because yeah. they're busy as fuck. Yeah. Did you do the the candy bar? No. We had a candy bar. And that's another thing that I was kind of pissed about. I was really excited about. Like I chose all these candies that I like, and I literally was like, 
10 o'clock and the wedding probably ended around 10 30 mm-hmm. or so it was like 10 o'clock and i realized we have a freaking candy bar and i walked over there and had some so that was kind of disappointing same thing with the photo booth i didn't really do the photo booth until way late in the night um did you like that was that kind of it was fun? a lot of fun no yeah. I, I i did have pieces of candy but it wasn't until somebody brought me a bag of candy like here here's candy yeah, yeah. I don't know why people just bring me stuff. They're like, hey, here's some candy, here's <laughs> right. some drinks, you're good. <laughs> they did have a beer for me, but that was about it. Um, honey, I mean, the cruise was good. Cruise was phenomenal, yeah. I think um, Asher was a little hesitant on first because like the first couple days we were on the ship, it was pretty rocky. So mm. it was kind of tough because I've, I'm used to it. I don't know not necessarily if I'm used to it. I've only been on one you're other cruise. <laughs> yeah, I'm a okay. seaman. Um, but it just doesn't really get to me. And I think it kind of got to her a little bit in the kind of the first day. And then, you know, kind of the ship, when you first get on, it's very overwhelming because it is a really big ship and you don't really know where you're going. You don't know what's in the front and the back. You don't, there's so many different levels and stuff. So I think it was a little overwhelming at first, but kind of think once we got into the sea day and just kind of just sat there and relaxed, it was so nice. Now, were there any engine fires? Um, not on our ship. They did. Okay. So our first excursion was in San Diego. So we, you know, we started in LA, went to San Diego. We just went to the zoo, which was awesome, by the way. We haven't been to the San Diego Zoo since we were both kids. Um, a lot of walking that San Diego Zoo. There was. It's weird because it's uphill no matter which way you're going. Like it's always yeah. uphill. There's no downhill at any point during that <laughs> zoo. I don't know how they do it. That's a very good point. It's built on like that one, uh, you know, that picture where the staircase goes up in like a Constantly, square and they yeah. keep going up. That's the way the San Diego Zoo is built. That's actually a very good point. I didn't realize that because yeah, you go through like a little aviary and stuff like that, and felt like you just went maybe down some stairs, but then it's constantly going up different hills. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you're go- when you walk down, it's always stairs, and then when you're going up, it's long trench climbs. We did have as a part of our excursion pass, we had the little skyfari thing, the so we lift. were able to take the little thing that takes Chair you all lift. the way to the top and bottom. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. Um, what was the point? Of- oh, so okay, so we were on that first excursion, and then when we come back, um, that little. Um, um, lost what train of thought. We were talking about the San Diego Zoo. We were talking about. Uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. So when we cut back, or when we came back, there's a little bus to kind of pick us up. So the little lady came on and she said, um, "So we're getting ahead, ready to head back to the ship. Uh, by the way, apparently there was some kind of power failure on board, and this is our first day <laughs> off of the ship. And apparently the power had went out completely while we were gone in at the zoo." Uh, in the entire ship. Apparently it went right back on kind of a thing, uh, but it was like super freaky because we're like thinking like the entire time, okay, what if we're in the middle of the ocean and then the power just goes off to the entire ship? Well, you know, the ship wouldn't just sink, right? They, no, no, they, no, no, I know. They're designed to keep floating. Okay. I don't want to be shitting in the hallways <laughs> and like... <laughs> Stuck on that thing for eight days as it's being towed yeah. back. Yeah, so luckily like... As one of those things, I wish they would not have told us. Why would they? Yeah, I that was mean, my, that was my was first weird. question was going to be, why would they ask you? And it was you this that? bus tour lady that was telling us, "Oh, when you get back to the ship, I think there's a little problem, but everything should be fine." I'm like, "Why did you even tell me?" She that? doesn't even I get, could have been fine. She doesn't even get on the ship. She's not even the person. She's just no, yeah. That lady didn't even know there was no power failure. Yeah, she fucking, she's messing with you. She had she to does it to it every cruise. Somebody. No, she just fucking with you. <laughs> she's she like, oh, by the way, there was a small engine fire on your ship today. Uh, there's going to be, uh, and then she did the whole pilot thing. Yeah. And so she was sitting there telling you that there was this issue that just doesn't exist. She likes to fuck with people. She was a little inappropriate at times. I think she used the term retard twice, mm. <laughs> talking about like these retarded birds in San Diego or something. And I just, it, it kind of went over my head the first time, but then she used it again. And I was like, that doesn't seem like the most appropriate thing to say on a cruise bus. Well, there, I was surprised because uh, I, lis- I used to li- I listened to Loveline, uh, Dr. Drew, mm-hmm. and 
they always talk about uh, guys that can't ejaculate or it takes them 45 minutes to ejaculate. Yes. Probably from excessive issue. masturbation or whatever. And they call it retarded ejaculate. Oh, yeah. That's, that's basically right. how they call it. So yeah. that's, sorry, I started to interrupt you. That's, <laughs> that's what he says. And I laugh every time, like, <laughs> retarded ejaculate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Cruise was good. Vacation's back. You came back. You joined us for Halloween last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, sorry, not last night, a couple nights ago. Yeah. Um, we were surprised by the lack of Elsa's that we saw. Right, we didn't mm-hmm. because the the whole theme of Halloween is Elsa, 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 Frozen, Frozen, yeah. Frozen, slutty Elsa. If you're an adult, or slutty snowman Olaf, whatever yeah. the hell it is. So we were we were really surprised by the lack of of Elsa out there. Um, ironically enough, this week there was this article that they did Disney princesses with realistic weight lines or waistlines. Mm-hmm. They do this every couple of years. They they basically add a couple pounds on to, to Ariel. They add a couple pounds on to Jasmine, Belle, whoever. Are these pictures or these are just saying? They're uh, basically photoshops of the cartoon. Gotcha. Uh, and it's written by the HuffPo, the, the good people at HuffPo women. So you know that you know the, the theme of the article that we're going to get yeah. out here. Uh, actually, the headline is, Disney princesses with realistic waistlines look utterly fabulous hmm. i like the use of utterly when we're talking about slightly <laughs> yeah, heavier yeah, women yeah. uh not heavy but heavier they knew what they were doing oh yeah so the, the, the article just goes on i'll let you flip through the pictures yeah, here let's see these here um basically what they do is what they do with barbie every couple of years there's an attack on cartoons or or action figures um so basically they took ariel they added some some weight onto her they took pocahontas they did the same Jasmine Ariel's got a little, same. yeah, a little fatter ass. <laughs> well, little, she doesn't have an ass. Well, she's got fatter, a fishtail. Fatter, fatter. Yeah, fish she's tail, got a fishtail. Yeah. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on this? Because we see this every couple of years, and, and so we, I think we've talked about Barbie in the past. Uh, my initial impression, while you're looking at the pictures, is I feel like we make a huge deal out of this, and like it's supposed to be, you know, it's it's a cartoon, right? I don't think. Any child in the world looks at that and goes, "Oh man, Belle is so skinny. I, I, have I gotta to be like, like Belle." I think it's, I think it's the heifer of a mom over there that says, "Oh, this isn't realistic." And now we've got to be, raise an uproar about it, and we're just creating this, this. Yeah, I could. This issue more. that doesn't exist. Yeah, when you first handed it to me, like literally, because it shows a picture side by side, I'm like, "Okay, so where, where are the differences?" But it, like, it takes you a second to actually look. So if you're not looking for it, I would have never known. If you would have shown me this column on the right, which is all of them like a little bit heavier would have never known that there was a difference because they do do that. Like I think the, the prevailing uh, theme here is the waistline. All these waistlines are just super tiny. So like all of their, their stomach, they look like they're all wearing like corsets mm-hmm. kind of a thing. So it, I mean, just by not making it that ridiculously thin, but you're again, you're looking at them side by side without yeah. the, without yeah. the thinner, the normal one, you would just be like, Oh, whatever. Yeah. Would have never noticed. So now here's my next question. Should Disney adapt that methodology? Like you said, you wouldn't have noticed. It doesn't change your opinion or perspective of the uh, the Disney princess. Yeah. Do they? Do you think that they should do it? Like they should. I mean, just I, just go with slightly fatter Belle. I just don't. I mean, the only Not thing fatter, I could think heavier. of. Yeah, yeah, fatter. Um, the only thing I could think of is just like that cartoon style, because it, it just it's a way to kind of shape the character, so maybe it focuses more attention higher or something. It's like they always give like cartoon characters like really big fucking eyeballs because it's it's prettier, it's cuter, it kind of makes you think of like like a baby or something. Because baby, you know, when you're born, your eyeball is the same exact size, but your head is tiny, so it's it's kind of that it makes you feel more like like these characters more. And I think it might be the kind of same thing with the waistline. I don't know if they do it intentionally uh, uh, per se, but it's just a way to, I don't know, just kind of show the character. So heavier Disney princesses or not? 
I mean, I would say yes, just because there's no reason to make them that skinny unless it is some one of those kind of psychological things. Because, mm. I, like I said, I just listened to a podcast they were talking about, like, eyeballs. And so, like, in a lot of cartoons, they draw the eyes so heavy because of that fact I said earlier. So maybe they do something with the waist to kind of draw your attention. It makes their asses look bigger or something in this fucking Kim Kardashian bullshit society oh, or whatever. Real, real quick side <laughs> note. Glad you brought up Kim Kardashian for I'm the not. first time ever on this podcast. <laughs> Kim Kardashian, I think it was two weeks ago, came out and said... That she is not going to give her daughter North, uh, you know, Northwest. Sorry, I I roll my eyes every time I fucking hear that. I do it. Uh, North, she's not going to give her daughter a bunch of money. She's going to make her daughter earn it like I did. That's what she said. I'm going to make her work for her money like I did. Outside of a stripper (laughs) or Julia Roberts from Pretty Woman, I can't think of a more ironic person to say that. Right. But I mean, can you imagine that? I mean, just go ahead and go ahead and earn the money the way you did. Got it, mom. Does Ray J have a son? Should I should I get him over here and, <laughs> yeah. and get the get the old GoPro set up and get, let's get going on this? Well, how do you say that to your you know your daughter daughter right? That's yeah, it's a, a girl in North. Um, how do you say that to your daughter when you know that if you if if she made the money the way you did, you would probably disown her or look heavily down upon her because it was the most sketch way to be able to earn money. And I mean, you have to give it to her to a point. I, and I don't know how oh, it all works it to her on a point. <laughs> yeah. Right. Jay sure did. Um, but I mean, to take what she had, which was a sex tape and she is not famous to turn into this fucking, these shows. And I don't know what the hell else she has. She probably has got clothing lines or makeup. I don't know what she's the hell the she has. She's got the video game though. So, they, Oh God. Yeah. yeah she's yeah, got that little Android app or something. People. So, I mean, She's smart enough in that aspect to, you know, take, capitalize on her fat ass. Exactly, yeah. capitalize on we her ridiculous. It. But you can't tell your daughter that you need to earn it like I did, because like I did is not the typical way. And there's a lot of people that try to quote unquote earn it like she did by putting out sex tapes or whatever, and they go nowhere. It's because she had a semi-famous father. It was a father, right? Uh, Jenner. I was a lawyer for somebody. I think it was OJ. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, yeah. yeah. So, that, and that was her only claim to fame. People wanted to see it because that was the daughter of this guy. Um, if, it was, if it wasn't the daughter of this guy, it would have just been another porn thing. It's like the, was it Lauren Fishburne? Didn't his daughter yes. get into porn and stuff mm-hmm. like that? She really wasn't that attractive, but because it was Lauren Fishburne's daughter, I kind of wanted to see it, kind of a thing. And apparently Lauren Fishburne's daughter didn't... Uh, you know, did it, promote did it her fat ass. Kim Kardashian? Yeah, did, didn't capitalize didn't as much. Capitalize as, uh, on her ass as much as Kim Kardashian. Apparently not, because I would I would say that uh, um, Lawrence Fishburne has bigger pull than whoever. And, and like I mentioned, the only character that I could see it being more of an ironic thing is if it was Julia Roberts from um, Pretty Woman. Pretty oh, Woman. Yeah. That would be just. I, that's the sequel. She's sitting down to explain to her daughter. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you know, you can't just have our money. You have to go earn it the way I did. You got to spend fifteen years on the streets. Doing it the hard way until you can find the the one man that's infatuated with you. Well, she was a hooker with a heart of gold. You know, it just she needed the Richard Gear to uh, all right to well, pull her out to move on from. Uh, well, to go back to the Disney princesses real quick. I'm pro keeping the thinner waistlines just because I don't want to reward people complaining. So yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I, I'd be fine with it either way, but I just don't want to reward people complaining well, like anymore. You said, you, I'm over it. It's so minimal, like you don't really notice it until somebody pulls it. We out talked about you. the you were gone last week. We talked about the Toys R Us Breaking Bad toys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, yeah, if you would have told me before, like if I was the purchaser for Toys R Us, maybe I wouldn't have bought Breaking Bad for Toys R Us, the toys. I wouldn't have went out and purchased them or procured them. Mm-hmm. But now that they're there and some lady's complaining about it, I just be like, ah, fuck you. They're there. Well, yeah, and I don't want to rehash what you guys did last week, but I couldn't agree more with uh, what AJ was kind of saying. It's like it's always the, the vocal minority that get 
the most publicity and all that kind of stuff as opposed to majority of people that don't care. But going to toys, you know, toys are not just a kid's market. You know, there are a lot of these toy companies that make like, you know, six, six figures of like superheroes or movie characters and stuff that are super popular and people love to collect them. I can't remember what like one of the popular, I know, uh, Guy that does all the spawn, Todd McFarlane. I know yeah. he does some. Like he's more in like sports realms. I know there's like another big company that does those. So it makes sense for them, Toys R Us, to have a dedicated section to those. Well, with the advent of uh, uh, you know mobile devices and everything, these kids don't have action figures anymore. You know, yeah. they just don't. They don't use them. They don't. They're not like us, where you had to have some form of an imagination to to get through your day. Well, now they try to combine them. Like they have those little toys you put on your uh, iPad, the Skylanders, or some shit. Or the, yeah. The, I don't know how the fuck Disney that works, Infinity you know? or whatever. Yeah, you plug it into the Xbox. You get like a little like a. Uh, it almost looks like a mouse pad almost. Yeah. And what happens is when you set the character on it, he beams into your game. So the only way you can get more characters to play with is to go buy more expansion the sets. Figures, yeah. It's a. It is one of the best moves Disney has ever done. Because what it does is it makes you buy this eighty dollar game to start. Mm-hmm. It gives you like three characters. And then every time they release a new movie, they release a new pack of characters for ten bucks, or let's just call it ten bucks. Yeah. You go buy the characters, you put them in there, you now play their levels because each character comes with new individual levels. And you can like, so if you have your specific character, your plastic, you know, action figure, you put it on the board. Does that have like a little chip that like knows you gained levels on it or something like that, or is it literally just put that character on the screen? Well, it get no that character now unlocks new levels for you, which is like let's 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 take Disney Princess, let's take Elsa. I'm sure they'll have one. You put Elsa on the mat. Now you're playing Disney Frozen levels with Elsa. Gotcha. So you're playing her storyline with brilliant. the thing. It's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And you also have like you know the sandbox mode where you can create your own game. Mm-hmm. So when you put Elsa in there, you now get you know access to snow and and this and yeah, that, pine whatever. Trees and the cap- all those things that castles. fit in her world. Yeah. So like when they did a uh, um, Toy Story. You got access to like that, you know, that iconic yellow ball with the red star. Yeah. You got access to, you know, the dinosaur or the pig or Mr. Potato Head or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, cash grab to the max. It was one of those things where I wish I would have been involved in the ground floor of that. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't think I want to miss out on the big, big pot industry. I'm trying to get in. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get into the low level. Right now, I'm just trying to sell, you know, here and there. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to try to. I'm thinking globally. So you're doing it out of your garage right now, yeah. but you're hoping to. <laughs> A mass something. I saw. I can't remember what I was watching yesterday. I was watching something on like Cartoon Network, and because it was Cartoon Network during the commercials, every fucking commercial was like a different like action figure or like new game board or uh, board game or something. It was like it took me back to my childhood just watching these commercials. But I think the Ninja Turtle ones are doing a similar kind of thing where they're trying to get you to buy into more. So all of the little Ninja Turtles have like a little talking chip built into it. So you could press the button and Michelangelo will say like, Cowabunga! But if you have Michelangelo and Leonardo together, those chips will read each other so they actually interact. Mm. So if you push Michelangelo's button, he'll say, hey, Leo, how's it going? You push Leo's button, he'll say, oh, I'm doing well. Like that's kind of a brilliant play because it makes you want to buy, buy more. all four of them. See what they'll say to each other. Exactly, they'll all interact. Try to find so. the combo that says, fuck you, Raph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or find the combo that says, hey, look, it's Raph. Yeah, a little too Raph. A little too Raph. Yeah, I'd be sold at that point. All right, let's move on. <laughs> I've got a uh, another story also along the line of movies that I want to talk with you about. They released the plot line for the new Terminator Genesis movie. So you had the first three Terminators, right? One, two, and three. Yes. Uh, well, you first you had two, and then they brought three in with uh, they brought Arnold back, and they brought it in was the girl Terminator, and then Judgment Day, and then the Rise of the Machines was the third. Is that one, three? Right? That's the one yes. with the girl. Yes. And then they had Terminator Salvation was the fourth one with Christian Bale. Okay, so then so this is technically Terminator Five. Yes. Genesis? Yes, okay. yes, yes. So they released the plot for this movie. And now, before you go on, this is supposed to be a brand new, like, 
line, right? They're, they're not they're not continuing off of any of the other stories from what I heard. Well, my understanding is the the first one was because it played back into the old one, right? It talked about finding yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyle Reese. It talked about getting um uh with John Connor like his birth or yeah, getting, getting Kyle Sarah. getting Kyle Reese and protecting him <clears throat> and then making sure that cuz he knew he was the Kyle Reese was his dad because yes. he listened to the Sarah Connor tapes from Terminator 2 or Terminator 1. Where she was like the asylum or at something? The end, no, at the end, remember at the end, I think it's Terminator 1. She's got the recorder out and she's oh, talking into the right. thing, talking about her father, his father. Mm-hmm. He, he knew Kyle Reese was his dad, so he was trying to save him. So that movie brought in that whole universe, brought in everything, basically. Yeah. So in this one, it's Sarah Connor isn't the innocent. She, she isn't the innocent that she was when Linda Hamilton first sported feathered hair and acid-washed jeans in the role. <laughs> Nor is she Hamilton's steely zero body fat warrior in the 1991's T2. She did have zero body fat. That was fucking, I'll give that to it her. It was weird. She was fucking yoked. Rather, rather, the mother of humanity's Messiah was orphaned by a Terminator at age nine. Since then, she's been raised by, you ready for this? Schwarzenegger's Terminator. An older T-800 she calls Pops, who is programmed to guard rather than kill. Hold up, hold up. Okay, so this is completely different then. This yes. is literally a Terminator. Arnold's Terminator is the babysitter. And let me read this last sentence and then okay. we'll go on. I'm sorry. As a result, Sarah is a highly trained antisocial recluse who's great with a sniper rifle, but not so skilled at the nuances of human emotion. So huh. you create <laughs> four movies. And don't get me wrong, Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 had a, a fairly well put together universe. There's a yeah. few there's plot holes yeah. in that. Um Terminator 3 was dog shit, we can all admit that. Terminator 4 was okay. It was kind of dumb because there were there were things that uh Kyle Reese didn't know in Terminator 1 that he knew in Terminator yeah. 4, so there was those pieces there. But at least it was a, it was a reboot. It was a, ch- a chance for a reboot of the franchise. Mm-hmm. It was a darker, it was kind of more kind of along the lines of Dark Knight, that kind of stuff for the Batman mm-hmm. series. And I think it headed in the right direction, but yeah, I think the, the and, writing just wasn't up and, to par. And this one is basically taking the first three or four movies out, three movies out, because the one can still, the salvation can still exist. First, yeah. Takes the first three movies out and says, fuck you, you're yeah. gone, we don't exist anymore. Because you take the innocence of Sarah Connor in Terminator 1, and you completely get rid of that, because now she knows about Terminators at the age of nine, and she's already got one. So all of that, anything that... that existed in Terminator 1 and 2 is completely gone. Well, obviously this, it kind of deals with time travel clearly. So, I mean, are they just kind of, are they going to mention that maybe this is just an alternate reality of something that could have happened? Or do you think they're just going to, this is what, I don't think they'll mention it because it's one of those things where it's like, if it's a different branch, they don't know know that the other branch existed. Yeah. So I don't know. So how old is Sarah Connor supposed to be? Uh, in this, she was, I don't know. She was orphaned at the age of nine. It's played by that girl. I don't remember her name. I think she's, is that a Oh, it's Amelia Clark. Yeah, yeah it's Khaleesi. Yeah, I didn't so hear like, and, uh, Sorry, I stole it from you. Um, uh, Jai Courtney, yeah. who was in the Spartacus, and he was the, played John uh, John McClane's son in the newer... Uh, yeah, so it's, it's played by her, so she's got to be in her mid-20s. Uh, so yeah, I don't I don't know. I There are very few movies that I just completely punch out on that are in franchises that I love. Yeah. The the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was one of them. I didn't see the new one. I just said, "Hey, I loved this loved Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles." Mm-hmm. Won't fucking watch that movie until it's on HBO yeah, or Redbox or whatever. 
This I, is one I can't. I don't think I can get behind. Yeah, I just don't know. I mean, even Amelia Clark as like a, a lead character, I don't know if she can. Obviously, I understand why she's in the role because she's super hot right now with all the Game of Thrones stuff. But I don't see her as like a she's leading so role right kind of a character. What'd you say? She's so hot right now. She's so hot right now. It's like Hansel. Um, and even like Jai Courtney, I really like that guy as an actor. He was like the original uh, Spartacus uh, series on Stars, which if you haven't watched that, I would definitely recommend. I think they're actually replaying them on uh, Sci Fi Network now. Not nearly as bloody because obviously it's on sci-fi, but uh, and there's a lot more tits on the real one, so I would do that. Um, but really good actor, and he did a really good job on the show. But everything else he's done since has been just very subpar, and I don't see him as like a leading man to be able to play. Because what is he playing? Do you know like what role? I think he's. Uh, let's see. So I don't know if it says because it's probably at, at that based on that synopsis. It's really only Jai Courtney is Kyle Reese. He is Kyle Reese. Yeah. Okay, so Kyle Reese is. So that's his husband or her husband. Correct. So they're supposed to meet at some point, I guess, during the movie. Yes. Huh. But yeah, it's. It, I like the idea of sending him or sending uh, Kyle Reese back in time, right? Mm-hmm. Because if not, you've already got uh, Christian Bale alive, and Christian Bale can't exist without his mother. But his mother, in this case, so he has to go back in time, right? He's got to go back. Yeah. But. He goes back, and yet the Terminators are still around. So I guess what they're saying is that he didn't go back to the 80s. He went back to 2010 in their universe. Or did they set that up in the Salvation, the last one that they did? No. They didn't set up anything no. like a time travel. They all they did, was, all he did was save calories. That yeah. was it. But see, that, and that's kind of the thing, too. So if that is the case, I hate how in those kind of movies, because bottom line, that's going to be an origin story because they're going to go back so you know they're going to have the baby and you know that it's going to lead to that, which I hate, like, in those kind of movies. Like, there's... If it's, like, the first sequel or if it's a prequel and they're kind of leading up to that but it still has its own strong story, that's okay. But when you kind of feel like the whole movie is just kind of leading up to the birth of the kid or whatever, I, I just... I'm not a big fan of that. So they're shitting on Terminator. And let me ask, ask you, because I want to talk about other movies that have shit on things that you loved. We talked about the Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. shit on something that you loved. Um, another one for me was Jurassic Park 3, <laughs> yeah. shit on something that I something. loved. I'm going to give was... the new Jurassic Park a go, because I love Jurassic Park. I, that movie still holds up. I watch it all the time. No, absolutely. So what was 2 then? So you don't you didn't like 2 was okay? Jurassic Park 2 wasn't great. But I can't remember which one that was. That was the Lost World. That was the one where is that Vince Vaughn one, where they brought like the T Rex back to like New York, or is that the island where they went to like the island? The, and one, the island had a bunch of. Yeah, I think I think Vince it. Vaughn was three, and I may be wrong on that. I think I think you're right. Though they get on, I think in two they get on the ship and they come back. Or uh, no, no, two is the one where the other guys trying to rebuild the theme park. So and I think it is. I think Vince Vaughn's setting them free or whatever. Okay. He goes through with the clippers and he's yeah, clipping yeah, them yeah. open and that one. I think three was the one where the kid's parasailing and he gets lost. Yeah, I think that's right. And that's where they try to introduce like the pterodactyls and the domes and all that other shit. Yeah. So that one for me was a big one. But that was, yeah, such a great franchise and stuff. When that first, or not franchise, but uh, original movie. Like it was just such a really neat kind of cool concept. I don't know. Did they prove that concept is actually plausible? To actually get dinosaurs out? Not not like make dinosaurs, but like to to just, uh, not to track to... uh... To take genes, take, splicing yeah. the frogs, and put it into something. Yeah, I think they can do that. Yeah. I imagine they can. I mean, if, if not, I, I imagine that's something that they will be able to do. It seems like well, puzzle so pieces to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bought it. I, I'm and still you know buying why it. you bought it? Because they gave you a little animated DNA strand that just explained the whole plot to you within three minutes. <laughs> Dino DNA. And it was, it was close <laughs> enough to believable where you're like, thank you. Now I can understand why dinosaurs have come back. Absolutely. Movies need to do more of that, where they give you just that, that little 20-second little thing 
you know, I have the same problem. We talked about this in the past when when they replace characters without fucking telling you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When they recast for Game of Thrones, it's like, you know what? Show me a picture of the two guys side <laughs> yeah. by side, a big X over one, and then a green arrow, and say, okay, Morph good. Into this guy. That yeah. way, I don't spend fucking weeks in the episode in Game of Thrones trying to figure out who the fuck this guy is. Yeah, Dario Naharis was a big one. Um, the first one that comes to my mind is the Pirates of the Caribbean series. I thought the first one was really cool. They, you know, kind of quote unquote adapted the ride from Disneyland and everything, and it was a lot of fun. I think uh, um, Johnny Depp's character was really quirky, really fun. But the next ones were just—I mean, did they do three more after that because they did two wasn't as bad. Uh, two two wasn't great, not as bad as three. So they did Dead Man's Chest, and then at World's End, I think yeah, those were three, three was and the four. worst one. Yeah, uh, and then they also had another one um, with Johnny Depp, I believe, and Selma Hayek. Or, or Pen- no, Penelope Cruz. Penelope, Penelope Cruz. Cruz. That was yeah. at World's End. That was like the last one they did, wasn't no, it? No, no. That was another one. They had a, a fourth Pirates of the Caribbean. They're actually making a fifth now. I'd like to say. Yeah, so pull that up. Uh, while you're doing that, another one for me, Jaws 2. I don't know if we need a, to to have <laughs> a further discussion on Jaws 2. Well, when Jaws we had becomes... A great, we had a great movie about a wonderful shark, and then for some reason we just have to keep rehashing it. Well, yeah, exactly. And it's always the same shark. It was a shark that held a grudge, which was the best part. So like even in Jaws 3 where he's literally chasing the family across the country <laughs> to attack them. Uh, on Stranger Tides was the yes, last the fourth one. one. That, yeah, and that was pretty miserable too. But yeah, I, I think the Pirates of the Caribbean series was really fun, but they just, you know, it's like with all those movies, they just know it's a cash cow. So if you could get the same uh, actors to, to be, be in the, those roles, it's going to make the money. Um, let's see what else can I think of. Uh, for me, and I, I know I'm going to be different oh, on, a for a couple other people on this. It was the reboot of Karate Kid with Hilary Swank and oh, yeah. Jaden Smith. I know some people didn't like Karate Kid too. Doesn't matter with them. I love Karate Kid too. Yeah, when he goes to Okinawa. Yeah, I love Karate Kid too. And like they take like that little bridge that you can obviously jump right over the gap, and he no, throws no. it in the water. Like, oh no, now we can't help yeah, it. Yeah. We can't help him now. It's a four foot jump. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we can clear that. Uh, and then even Karate Kid three with a bad boy karate. Oh yeah, and they have like the Steven Seagal kind of character. Yeah. Like, oh, love awesome. them all. Yeah, but the the Hillary Swank one where. Machio had done his three movies, and it was kind of like, we can't do any more with him, so let's try to do it with a girl. It's the same thing they were trying to do with Ghostbusters now. Yeah. And then when they try to do it with Jaden Smith, it's just, it's atrocious. Yeah, trying to bring in a different audience and stuff like that. Because if, if Mr. Miyagi's not in it, then it's not... Did they actually call Jackie Chan Mr. Miyagi in that? No. They didn't? Okay. No, I think he's... He had a different name. Uh, maybe I'm going to pull that up. You go ahead with yours. Okay. Uh, and then the other big one, which I don't think anybody will disagree with, is Star Wars. The first, the like the remakes of the first three Star Wars. Again, the originals were absolute classics and stuff like that, but the other ones just absolutely obliterated the franchise in terms of just the ridiculous CGI and the different stupid plot lines. It was kind of neat because it kind of gave you that backstory, but so much of it was just thrown together and was not written well. So I still have high hopes for the new ones. Now that you have a you know a good director and writer and J.J. Abrams putting it together, but. I'm giving it Was one that going to be one you're going to see? One movie. You're going to see one? If you, okay. if you can give me one good movie, I'll stay in. Do they if already, not, I'm punching out. I know they already agreed to do like spinoffs, like a Han Solo movie or whatever. If, the, good, if the first one's good, I'll, I'm in. But are they doing three more actual Star Wars movies? Is that the plan? They're probably Disney owns them. They're probably going to do a thousand more Star Wars yeah, movies. I think they're planning on releasing a... Uh, when they first bought it, the understanding was that after the first one, they were going to release a new Star Wars movie every year. Oh, that's It's going right. to be like that's Marvel, right. where it's just going to be every year you get 
And you and then you'll get to the point where, like you said, you'll get a few of them. You'll get a Star Wars movie, and then you'll get a Han Solo movie, yeah, or a Boba Fett movie. They're just gonna keep milking the cow. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Han was his name in. Uh, oh, it's Mr. Uh, Mr. Han. Yeah, Mr. Han. So, yeah, it was close enough. They could have uh, at least like nodded to him. I'm, I'm sure they did. Did you actually see the Jaden Smith? Yes, one. I watched it on FX. Maybe FXX. I don't know which one. I don't know how many X's there were while <laughs> yeah. I was watching Jaden Smith. I can't wait for the triple X. But FX, you sit there. X, yeah, that's going to be a good network. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember exactly what um, what would what transpired in the plot because I just kind of intermittently watched it while I was yeah. doing something else. But it was bad. I'm pretty sure it's the same thing from just the trailers and stuff because I think I've same as you. I probably saw spots of it where you know he's getting bullied at school and then well, the he piece that karate. bothered me was the best part about the Karate Kid movie was Mr. Miyagi giving uh, Daniel's son all of the chores. Chores, absolutely. And he had to do them a certain way. Mm-hmm. In this one, he has to do like, uh, he went from like picking up his jacket. He had to pick up his jacket consistently. Uh, that, yeah. And he had to keep picking up his jacket. And then somehow they jump from like picking up your jacket is somehow this masterful move that teaches his kid karate. Like with Mr. Miyagi, it was, okay, paint the fence, yes. big board, little board, up the, up and down, yeah. sand the floor, wash the car, yeah. or wax, wax on, the car, wax or whatever it was. Yes. And they had different moves. So he taught you, you know, again, they gave me that three-minute piece where they gave me four, you know, four full karate moves. Yeah. In this one, all he did was pick his jacket up like this. And it's like, first off, that's not a karate <laughs> yeah. move Putting at your all. hands in front yeah. of you Putting and opening up your hands. You. And so <laughs> after that, he's like, all right, now, Put your jacket on. Pick pick your jacket up. Put your jacket. Oh, you know, pick it up. Put it on. Take it off, and then hang it up. None of those moves are fucking karate moves. And then he starts like Jackie Chan starts punching at Jaden Smith, and he's fucking blocking them all. <laughs> and now he knows. Oh, I gotta put on my jacket to block this. Or... Yeah. No, it was it was atrocious. That's um, a very good point, though. And then the only thing I have left is uh, in that realm is reboots. Um, for me, it was the Planet of the Apes with Mark Wahlberg. As the other but one. I could also argue that I don't know if you watched any of the old Planet of the Apes. I'm kind of a buff for him. I like him. Oh, I did. Um, the first one is great. Charles the Hester. second one was okay, and then the rest of them, like the Return or the uh, the, the uh, what's what's the fucking third? They one? did when they, they destroy came, it. like yeah. here. Where like yeah, the, the apes were. Well, here is a relative term in the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> well, true. Hashtag spoiler. <laughs> But there was one where, like, all the apes were, were they, like, in a prison or something? Or, I can't remember, were the apes in the prison or were the apes a part of the prison? There, I remember it got weird. There were quite a few after the first two that I just, I've seen bits and pieces of and I don't want to dive yeah. too far into. Uh, let's talk about this, because I went and saw Fury. Yeah, I heard you guys say Pitt. that. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing nothing groundbreaking. It's a, it's a war movie. You get everything that you expect out of it. I was kind of thinking, too, because it, it seemed like, like you said, a war movie, but it's, it's you're following like a tank battalion. It's definitely like, worth or, seeing. Not battalion, but... Yeah, definitely worth seeing, because it's different perspective when you're talking like tank, because you don't really ever see inside the tanks. Yeah. So it is pretty unique to see how closely those guys were to each other. Yeah. Uh, but good movie, but nothing, you know, not... Not going to be like when you first saw Saving Private Ryan, where it's like, "Holy shit, this was war!" You know, mm-hmm. that was your first depiction of of war in the yeah. modern day. That movie theater audience, that uh, that crowd, when I was watching that film, was the most atrocious crowd I've ever been around in my life. How so? First off, you had it was old people. It was I don't that know why I, somehow it fell into the timeline where it's like it's before their three o'clock dinner or four o'clock dinner, <laughs> but after their one o'clock or two or uh, noon nap. Wherever it, right in that so perfect you saw it in window. The afternoon? Yeah, we saw it right at about one or two o'clock. Okay. And old people had reached that. You eventually reach that point as an old person where you're just like, "Fuck it, I don't care." And we had three of those in there. <laughs> the first two in front of us, two couples in front of us, just sat there and chatted. I fucking hate that. And then man. you had that was the, the worst. Okay, so you had the 
those two chatting, and I leaned into the, one of them was right in front of me. I said, "Excuse me, can you guys stop? We're, we're watching a movie." Yeah. Real politely, you always say it in polite, real the quietly. First time. Yeah. Uh, and they actually did a pretty good job. They kept it down. The lady kind of chatted a little bit, but she kept it the volume down. Um, the other people farther in front, loud as shit the entire time. So then, what happens after about ten minutes into the movie, you start getting this. Shh. Yeah, I think it's louder. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Okay, you now, was are this not, coming from different parts di- of the crowd? Different people, yeah, yeah different okay. different areas, and it's like, okay, none of you are fucking helping because oh, that yeah. sound is more annoying than that person talking. Yeah, it's just <laughs> get some light, light, light surround sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, okay, so we had we had that for maybe another ten minutes. Eventually, they kind of quiet down until about midway through the movie. The asshole behind me is that guy that does. <laughs> Like he's hawking something up. He's you know he's he's either sick or Popcorn he's just got or something. No no he's he's either sick or he's got like a you know a, you know condition that gives him like phlegm constantly. So he's just every fifteen minutes. <laughs> it's like a freaking horror story. <laughs> it's like a, a fucking uh, uh, new dinosaur on Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Where did the baby come in? No baby. No, no baby, baby crying. It was okay. rated R. So no, too shame. Well I don't know. I've seen fucking parents bring kids yeah. to. So that guy. Same dude. And every time he did, I kind of look back. I'm like, all right, I want you to know. You do the glare. I want you to know that you're being an asshole right now. Yeah. Because not only not only are you interrupting my movie-going experience and taking me out of World War II, which yeah. I'm trying to be immerse myself into. Very close to. He's sick. And you're within 14, you know, 14 feet of me, 12 feet Couldn't of me. Couldn't have Ebola. We don't know. Exactly. <laughs> Ebola's fucking everywhere. No, I'm kidding. Um, the same asshole... And here's here. This is where I'm going to get into a little proclamation, a change that I'm going to make. 2020. No, no. This this is this is actually a new business idea. Oh, okay. The same asshole has the fucking candy wrapper. Oh, God, I hate that. Yeah. You know, the entire time. And I'm sitting there thinking, holy fuck! Do you need me to open that for you, sir? I will open it for you and just dump it right on your lap, and then there's no more fucking wrapper. <laughs> yeah, then we're done. I think I'm going to open a movie theater. I think I should do it. I think I'm going to open a movie theater. And I think I'm only going to sell snacks that don't make sounds. Hot dogs. All right? You get hot dogs. You can get, um, you know, white bread. Uh, <laughs> uh, circus peanuts? This, yeah, the, the shitty circus peanuts that nobody wants to eat, but we'll have them because they don't make any noise. Um, nothing's going to come in a box or a wrapper. Everything's going to be like when you're well, out in the lobby. It has to come in a box. No, no, no. I'm just going to put it in your hand. Or we'll give you like a paper plate. You know, we'll put it on a paper plate for okay. you. Okay. So like if you want like Reese's Pieces... At the lobby, they're going to weigh it in like this little thing, and then they're going to pour it onto a plate. Here's here's your Reese's Pieces. <laughs> plate. So that way you don't have to get... You know what they need to do is put it in a like a little test tube, because that way, like a perfect Reese's piece to put in a test tube, you can drink no, it. No, because even then you get... That little, like, uh, you know, uh, take the box and you might, make that sound? Yeah, no, like I, want, shake. I want no sound. Okay, touche. And I think I'm going to even get those plates that are made of, like, foam, just so there's no, like, that Reese's uh, Pieces yeah, rolling yeah. around on the plate. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know when popcorn became the movie... Snack of choice, and I'm sure it's great. It's it's a great snack. You sit there and you kind of pick it up, but there was just. Well, like you get the kernel stuck, and then yeah, yes. you're constantly doing that, trying to. Can you get that one in the back yeah. of your teeth? And, and, but just the chewing noise or the the hand rustling noise, none of that. We're doing gummy bears. We're gonna do uh, <laughs> only only gummy related <laughs> snacks. There's the uh, yeah. Every it's either gonna be it's either gonna be gummy or it's going to be like a a soft like grilled item like we can't do fried chicken because then you get the crunch mm-hmm. we want hot dogs you yeah, know there's a, there's a little roller item okay. those types of items i'm thinking that that 
And and we're serving beer because I don't know why we don't serve beer. Uh, <laughs> Liquor licenses. But no more fried items. It's not like the state fair that I just went to where there's fucking fried food everywhere. They mm-hmm. had fried tequila shots. What? Fried tequila. I didn't buy one. Well, how's that pot? Is it just like in a fried shot glass? No, no, because it's glass. You can't fry glass. Well, I mean, but yeah, you would make they like probably, a container. They probably made like a, a donut hole, filled it with like dough from a donut hole, and filled it with uh, booze, and then closed it up and dropped it in the fryer. That's what I imagine they did. Okay. Either that, or I, I even made the joke that they could have put it in like a, one of those plastic grocery bags. <laughs> and then dip that in there, and maybe the plastic just melts off, and then the stuff forms on. I don't know. That seems so fucking like miserable. It seems like if you like fried it in something, the second you take a bite, it just burns the living hell out of your mouth. Because if you have literally hot tequila, that sounds awful. Now at the state fair, you have all the fried the fried goodness, right? You've got the fried everything. There was fried uh, uh, Twinkies, fried Oreos, all those things. The pickles, fried bread is probably one of my favorites. Fried bread, yeah, just fried bread with like the. Like the Indian fry bread or whatever, like honey. Oh, you're yeah. talking about uh, funnel cake. Is that funnel cake? Is Indian fry bread is different than funnel cake though? But is it the same concept? I think it is. Just, just funnel kinda, cake's just like the, uh, it's the powder. Dough. Yeah, it's, it's it's basically um, uh, donut dough. Yeah, wound up into all like, of it's delicious. Things. The people at our state fair here in Arizona, some of the creepiest motherfuckers. I they're open at night. I would never recommend going to our state fair at night. <laughs> yeah, those lights go out, man. You're fine. Yeah, once 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 the natural light is gone. <laughs> Because they don't have a lot of like, you know, the, the individual booths are lit up, but when you're walking down the, the streetway, you want to make sure you have full, vi- clear visibility. I wouldn't even recommend going on a cloudy day. Yeah. <laughs> you want full sun, full visibility. They don't have the floodlights. Um, jankiest rides. I don't ride oh, any yeah. state fair rides. I've I've learned my lesson with that. Um, have you been Have you been injured in that? I have not been injured, but I did go to a state fair once or a, a, like one of those school fairs. So carnival. And I... Uh, I remember paying the guy ten dollars to make Hanson throw up on a ride. Oh, I do remember that. We had a there. buddy. We had a buddy that was on the ride with my wife, and he got on, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know if I feel like riding this." He was all hesitant. Yeah. We finally got him on, and then once they started going, I say, "Hey, I'll give." There's no lines. It was like a you know Saturday night, the but they, only people we were on the, the only people on the damn ride. There was no one in line. I said, "Hey, if you can make him throw up, I'll give you ten bucks." <laughs> and they went that same ride. Probably went for the duration of four times the amount that it would normally have gone. And then afterwards, he got off, and he just looked green, walked right over to the trash can and threw up, and I just handed the guys 10 bucks. <laughs> was she on the same cart as Amy? Yeah. Oh, man, that's dangerous, because she would have thrown up on Amy. I didn't care. We'll go home. We'll change. Because that, that was one of those things where it was for 10 bucks, watching him just be that fucking green, where he was just solid green. What ride was it? Like the little zipper ride, I think, where you can like a little cart and it can't like, say that. spins racist. around? Oh, sorry. Um, no, uh, it was one of those things that where it spins you, uh, like, uh, over... Up and down, and then around. So yeah, I think that's what it was. I don't know then. what they're called, yeah. but you are going uh, upside down, and as it's rotating you upside down, wow, and then the whole thing is and spinning. then the whole thing spins like clockwise, yeah, or counterclockwise. I think that's the zipper. <laughs> as racist as it might be, I'm pretty sure it's called a zipper because it kind of looks like a zipper. All right, Tom. I think it's all we've got for this week. Yeah, I had a fun time. You want to punch us out? It's good to be back. Yes. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, joining us. We have the old Facebooks and Twitters. Uh, if you don't know how to do that by now, then uh, go fuck yourself. And uh, have yourself a wonderful week. Remember, Zipperhead's racist. <laughs>